0: Hey, 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 Fat Fish Podcast is back, number 22. I'm Brad Gruny grunberg a.k.a. Snacks, a.k.a. I don't know what else. And that's Eric the Fish Schneider. Eric, will you introduce our very special guest today? Ah, what a pleasure. Whenever you can get a person on that does so much
1: for the community and people, this makes Fat Fish thrive. This is Deb Carabet. Deb, explain yeah. to this audience, our viewers, and our listeners what you do.
2: I am a USA triathlon level two able-bodied coach, and I am a USA triathlon level two and the highest you can go, um, paratriathlon coach. I am the only paratriathlon and multi-sport coach in Los Angeles and north of San Diego. And what that means is I work with all kinds of everyday people and athletes who have either physical or people with disabilities. And I teach them and encourage them to race in our sport, and they learn if they don't already know how to either use a hand cycle, a race chair for the run, um, swim in a lake, in a pool, uh, work with people who want to do marathons. So I have a couple of people that I work with and teach them how to use a race chair so they can do marathons. So that's the stuff I do. And then on the able-bodied side, I do have a woman's group bringing women into our sport of all ages, shapes and sizes on both ends. So um, I work with on the para side, youth from the ages of 10 to 18 and then adults who want to go and try our sport or even just one of the three sports. And I, I love what I do. It's great.
1: Well, the, yeah, first it. of all, you, you've touched so many people's lives and the families you've touched by having kids. What was your inspiration in getting into this?
2: Um, I kind of fell into it. It all just kind of happened. I mean, my my undergraduate is, um, and it's hard for me not to use my hands, is was deaf ed and special ed. <laughs> and then I decided I wanted to move to New York for just a year. And that year turned into 18 and I decided, well, I can't really live on a teacher's salary in New York. So of course I did the natural thing for deaf education. and went into selling Howard Stern and air and radio wow. totally works for people who are deaf and can't hear anything. But um, then I went into the television side cause I'd always loved sports. That was a passion of mine and came back to LA to be the crazy aunt that I am. And, um, and about, Eight years ago, I started doing triathlons and got a grant from Ironman to bring women into the sport. And I spoke with my coach, who was the head of the the LA Tri Club, and said, if I get a grant, will you help me build this women's program? And he did. And then he said to me, "Okay, it's your turn. You're doing it. And I looked at him like, what are you talking about? I have no clue. I'm not a coach. And that kind of started it. I got a level one able-bodied. And then a few months later, they were offering the last certification for full triathlon So I went to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, spent a week there learning, working with um para athletes, paralympians that live at the Olympic Training Center. And the rest was kind of history. So
0: are you I, from LA? Are you from Los Angeles?
2: I am. I'm an original LA person, believe it or not, I'm a Valley girl.
0: Oh, where'd uh, you go to high school? Where'd you go to high school? You know, how can you know? El Camino. El oh, Camino, I know that's He uh, that went there. I love you. Oh my goodness, that was <laughs> girl. I loved you in the movie. You're wonderful, and Nick Cage. Fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that kind of started it. So for USA Triathlon, I—that's I, um, our governing body for the Olympics—and um, it's only been in the last few years that uh, para triathlon has become an Olympic sport. And so we're so excited for 28 to be here. It'll be the first time that LA has the Paralympics and para triathlon. And so I'm kind of USA triathlons point person. I also do camps and coaching for two nonprofits. One I just came home from this past weekend out of Chicago called Dare to Try. And we do a learn to try camp. Some of the pictures I sent you were from this weekend. There and we have. never <laughs> ever. Um, And same with Challenge Athletes Foundation out of San Diego. And so I work with them and USAT on our youth development program to bring um, our pipeline. Triathlon has a pipeline to bring in para athletes and um, able-bodied youth to hopefully have them eventually go to the the Olympics. Um, And then I'm trying to build a program here, because believe it or not, with me being the only one, which seems crazy in LA. We have nothing. So my, my dream is that even when the Olympics leave, we still have a program that is going on, whether it's at UCLA or somewhere else. But hopefully it's going to really build at UCLA. That's what
1: that's what the goal is. When do you have time to go to the movies or a restaurant? It seems like at, if there's 24 hours in a day, you're 25 hours into this and that benefits
0: a lot of people. And by the way, you need some more jobs, Deb, please. You're, you're a slacker. You're a real slacker.
2: And, well, and in between that, believe it or not, I do volunteer once in a while. And I do cycle a couple days a week with my, my cycling club. Um, I try to have fun. But, yeah, it's this is my season. So triathlon season, at least in L.A., kind of starts officially in April when Ironman Oceanside starts off in April and it kicks us off and we kind of end this year. It's late. It's the end of um, September with the Malibu triathlon. So during that time, yeah, I kind of, I see friends once in a while. They remember what I look like. You Uh know, I grabbed dinner last night. They're like, Oh yeah, we remember you. So, and this year I have to say, it's exploding. It's really, especially on the parasite, which it, it really is my heart and soul. So, I don't mind it. I really I have one more. I will be um, one of the assistant coaches for USAT at Para Nationals in Williamsburg, Virginia in September. And then in October, I actually get to sleep
1: <laughs> really quick, Brad. I want I want dad to give us the, the, the dynamics of a regular triathlon is always the swimming, the running and the bicycling. Give me the the, the the dimensions of that. What I think it's what a mile swim. Give me what a regular triathlon is, and then give us what a para triathlon is that you can get these kids that are at disabilities ready for.
2: So in regular triathlon, it's swim, bike, and run in that order. Right. Once in a while, you'll see a reverse try like Pasadena will do because it's an intro mini, 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 and they end with the swim in a pool to let families do it. But right. there are four different distances. The only absolute distances are an Ironman 70.3, which is a half Ironman, and an Ironman 140.6, which is a full. Everybody gets right. this, oh, my God, I can't do it because I have to run a marathon and I have to swim 2.4 miles and I have to bike 112. No, you don't. When I started, I said I was never doing anything with iron and man in the same sentence. It wasn't that? <laughs> <laughs> That change, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So the other distances that I recommend people start with are sprints and Olympics. Sprint are the shorter distances, and they can be anywhere from a 200-meter swim to as much as an 800-meter swim, um, 200 yards in a pool to, you know, half a mile in an ocean, a lake, anything like that. Olympic is a little bit um a little bit longer like for example since we have malibu coming up malibu has their classic which is a 750 meter swim an 18 mile bike and a four mile run the olympic is nine tenths of a mile and a 24 mile bike and then a 10k so the, the distances will vary depending on who's putting on the race um with triathlon it's a little bit different. Well, it's a lot different because you have different types of equipment. You know, you and I, we can all just go out, put sneakers on and run. But depending on the disabilities, or as I call it, abilities, and you can see Hero right here, he is missing, he's an above the elbow. So he does not have a forearm on the right side. On the left side, he's got two fingers that are meshed together and one other finger. And so he's got a little bit short of an arm and he's missing his leg above the knee. But Hero's parents, which is amazing, this is what I love about paratriathlon, is you don't only get to know the kids or the adults that are racing, you get to know the families. And it, it's a team effort. So like Hero, we were trying him for the first time on a recumbent bike, on a hand uh, no recumbent bike because he doesn't have the ability on a hand cycle to really push it. We were trying him on that. We ended up in a recumbent bike. That one is a hand cycle, which means instead of using his legs, his arms are doing all the pedaling, and it's almost the same gear system as a regular bike. He'll be shifting depending on how easy, how hard it is. Um, so that would be his bike portion. If he were to run he would be in a race chair or a new thing called the race runner so the race chairs you'll see at the la marathon they have they have it you can either sit with your legs on what's called a plate where your legs are in front of you or a lot of people when they get more advanced they actually sit on top of their legs and they're underneath them for more aerodynamics and it's what we also call a push chair so they are using the arm motions To push them, it's got a long nose with a very small tire in the front and two bigger wheels in the back. Um, And then you have on some of our hand cycles for the the bike part, they're either almost lying flat down. Now, that's a push chair. That's for running. That would be our running portion. And you control it. You've got a small wheel up in front. And you don't really have any gears on that one. The effort all comes from your strength. And you have brakes and you control how it steers by the compensator, which she's holding on to. So that's at the track at UCLA. And that's where I'm hoping to be able to have regular training. programs. So these are some of the kids who we had at um, our weekend last weekend, which was the first ever weekend for intro to paratriathlon in L.A. And there's a mix of race chairs, recumbent bikes, and hand cycles. And then Mateo, who's standing, he's on what's called the race runner. So Mateo has CP, and he's an incredible athlete. He comes from an athletic family. His family, they're all swimmers. This was the first time he's ever been able to. He actually can run with that. He pushes it. There's a little seat that he rests himself on. And it's as if he's running, he's standing up. So he's not necessarily using the race chair or the and opened the whole the world for him it was great
1: let me ask you this real quick this is a picture you sent me brad together this looks like it's something that should be in life magazine explain that look at just the the kid he's got obviously you know prosthetic legs and the background and the leaves i mean what is this you sent me
2: so this is at ucla And he was taking a break. He was out on his... He was out on the track on a hand cycle. And he just decided he wanted to take a little break. This is Joshua. So he just took himself off and went for a little walk. And um, this photo is by Brian Hodas, who is very well-known in the sports community, cycling um, and paracycling. He called me and said, hey, can I come volunteer and take pictures for you? And I said, absolutely. So it's just... Joshua, I think he got a little frustrated with himself or he felt he could do a little better on something. So he decided, okay, hey, I'm just gonna go take a walk and chill out a little and think how I wanna do something, you know, a little better, but.
0: Deb, let me ask you this. Look at um, that, oh, I'm sorry, Brad. This, Deb, this is a very important question. Yeah. You know, the competitive spirit of just a regular athlete who is healthy, but these guys and girls, they're amazing. I see it in their eyes. They want a win-win-win baby, right? I oh mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, triathlon itself, and right. I think it goes both the para and able-bodied, mm-hmm. usually are triple type A personalities. I mean, we're all crazy. <laughs> Who else wants to go out and yeah. you know, <laughs> why <laughs> that's do that's one good. sport when we can do all three? I mean, you know, and at one time. So, um, with time limits, because all races have, you have to finish the swim in a certain time, you have to finish the bike. And depending on the race, like in Ironman, you will get pulled. So, it can be really frustrating. You've done all this work for six, eight, 10 months, and you don't finish the bike course in time, you know. But with paratriathlon, usually the competitive distances are sprint. So, normally a 750 meter swim and it can be a 12 to a 16 mile bike. And then the run is usually a 5K. Um, But we have some serious, you know, Paralympian hopefuls and Paralympians um, that are vying for points for Paris 24. So in July, we had the Legacy Triathlon and usually we have nationals, paranationals, which are just our athletes who have qualified from all over USA. But this year we had Worlds, so that meant we had 16 different countries and almost 75 different para athletes vying to get points to qualify for Paris. And our U.S. team is amazing. We had several um, gold medalists there and silver, and they are actually our Paralympians are winning, bringing home more medals than our able-bodied. If you can Talk,
1: talk about that. That's you, and then who's this, Alon, what's the two kids' names? There's
2: Alonzo, and there's Alexis, just coincidentally, they're both A's. This is at Legacy Triathlon, at Worlds. Um, Alexis on the left, without the hat, is my paramarathoner who grew up here, and then his family moved back to Guadalajara, and about five years ago was in a car accident, and the car flipped, and he had a broken back, and his friend you know, miraculously came out with nothing. So he wanted to come out and watch this, which I've been encouraging him. I met him because CAF granted him a race chair. He had done three marathons in his everyday wheelchair in Mexico. And when they introduced me to Alexis, I mean, he's got the best smile. I fell in love with him and said, I'm going to coach him pro bono because I'm going to help him get his, reach his dream of, he, even though he can't what get to the regular Olympics, he wants to go to the Paralympics. So we've been working really hard. I drive out there. He lives in Southgate and he doesn't have a car. That's my next purchase for him is to help get him a car. But, and then Alfonso is very well known in the paracycling community. And last year, um, Rick Babington, who's a paracycling coach, reached out to me and said, I have someone that would like to try a triathlon. So I hooked Alfonso up with A husband and wife team from the LA Tri Club, she did the swim, Alfonso did the bike, and um, her husband did the run. He loved it. So last year, we said, we're going to do a relay. That's another way to do it. And I was going to do the swim, and Alexis was going to do the run, and Alfonso the bike. However, USAT reminded me that, oops, I'm coaching there that weekend. They need me to handle all the perils. So... I got a friend of mine to do their swim, and for Alexis, it was his first time doing um, a triathlon. I got them in the able-bodied area, and they actually came in fourth place against able-bodied racers. So that's not too bad for the first time, you know, and they missed it by not even 12 seconds. So um, Alexis and I are going to start preparing again for the LA Marathon. And um, he wants to do the Guadalajara Marathon in his new race chair. So CAF, what's great about CAF is you can apply for grants to get equipment. Or if, like we had one little girl last year who is is a we call it wheelies in the wheelchairs. We have our whole different language. And her parents applied to help get help for her dance classes. Um, Dare to Try that I love going to out of Chicago. It's the highlight of my summer. We bring more people from the Midwest and the East coast learning how to try do triathlon. And so this weekend we did everything. We had a few coaches. There was one kid that I was working with that I'm in a picture with his mom. He had never, ever been in the water. He has spina bifida. And I just got him in the water with the volunteer. And all we did was float him on his back, float him on his stomach. I got him to put his face in the water to blow bubbles like so many of these people, this is all foreign to them.
1: Can, can you do that with Brad? Because yeah. I heard there's a rumor that you're great, you're a great um, uh, elevate multi-sports. You're going to do what's called the Paradelli Olympics. Guys that hang out at Deli's <laughs> all day, you're going to get them to get on a bike and get in the pool. Brad, you could blow bubbles, so put you on, imagine this little cutie putting you on your side and you're, and it's like rescue a whale. <laughs> I I have a, I, on a serious note, you know, I talked, you said that there's not a lot of funding for things that you have to do and LA is really, really not on ball with this. How do we get, how do we get that going and how can we help?
2: Oh, you are so great. Thanks for that question. That is something we are working on. And I think now that we had the first program at UCLA, it does give us a jumping on point point. Um, so it's making the connections. It's getting the word out there. of This is the program that I, I want to do. And the nice part is UCLA is is has agreed to be the partner as far as us being able to use the track and one of their pools. But that also costs money, even though they're giving us, you know, a great deal on that um, with. The goal that eventually UCLA will become the West Coast Training Center, whether you're doing it recreational. And Michael Garofola, who is my partner at UCLA, um, in his recreational department, or we get the AD to look at us as a serious sport, which we are. So it's getting the word out to people that this is here. This is available. Look at the doors. I mean, the, the kids this week, and I had one mom say, Carmelo has never, ever swam or gone into the deep end or really felt comfortable swimming and you got him to swim. And I swam next to him underneath. We even have, which I don't know if I sent you those pictures. We've got some great pictures of kids underwater and you just see the smiles on their faces when they do this. So it's getting the word out that we're here to stay. We are not going anywhere when the Olympics leave. Um, we're going to build this. I've got a really nice team between Michael and my marketing partner, Howard, who's all he does is work with the adaptive community in Los Angeles and Orange County. And they will come from everywhere. We had a mom with two kids come from Palm Springs, Ventura County, Loma Linda. So they so much want these programs. There is such a huge need for these programs. And, um, I'm excited to do it. So, if you know people, help me get to corporations that I know.
1: Brad, this podcast is on board. Yeah. We are on board. We're going to help and bless this You need yeah. to go to elevatemultisport.com. Yeah. Find out more about what this great lady Deb Karabat, does. Michael Garofalo, we're still going to have you on. But I'm really excited about what you do because you help people. That's what Brad does. Brad is, Brad's a philanthropist like you. Like we always say, if Brad has 200 bucks to his name, he goes to McDonald's, buys hamburgers, and gives them to the homeless. I make fun of this, this fat bastard all the time. That's the kind of person he is. That, man, I'm serious. That's what Fat Fish is all about. We want to blast out everyone. I mean, you're taking kids with disabilities. We all have disabilities. I have mental disabilities. Hey, who doesn't, right? You told me one, everyone's got a 1% disability. These kids can't help it. The, the, the like, hero right here cannot help it. That he's got one arm and one leg but brad said it perfectly look at the comp- look at comp- they want to compete they want to be like normal people when and you said and I'll stop talking that the one kid was 12 seconds off with a regular olympian that that's amazing
2: right right and yeah. they were in the regular able body but they are normal that's that's the thing they people just look at them oh they're not they are human beings like you and me and everybody else yeah. They just look a little different physically, but they have brains that work beautifully. They have humor. They give hugs the way you and I give. And you know what? We all bleed the same color red at the end of the day.
0: Deb, um, let me let me tell you this. Uh, Fish has one disability; he can't stop talking. Now, uh, yeah. So, Deb, I have some questions for you. Let me ask you: Are you? I have to ask you a personal question: Are you married?
2: No. That's why I can do all this.
0: You have a boyfriend. <laughs> You have a boyfriend. Do I what? have a boyfriend? No. Because you are a great catch. I mean, you are the salt of the earth. Jesus fucking Christ. You <laughs> do it all. Deb, I'm telling you, I know people won't do shit. They won't get out of bed. They won't help anybody. Look at all these people, all these lives you're touching. You're, you're amazing. I'm so happy you've been on this show. I mean, this is fantastic. Thank
2: you. No, thank you for having yeah, can, me.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us one story? First of all, I want to know what you would tell your younger self about your life so far.
2: I'm following my passion and my dream. I always knew I wanted to be in special ed, and I love sports. And I did the whole corporate world. I was on the TV side. I was on the sports side. I did it all. And now I feel like I'm completing that circle. This is the last job I'm ever gonna have. Uh, And I just said to one of the board members at Dare to Try This Weekend in Chicago, I said, I am not retiring until I know I have a program that I can hand off to somebody else. uh, That I might be 90 and I might be in the wheelchair uh, with these people. But uh, I'm not gonna retire until I know that this program is going and uh, we're supported and You know, one of the things, just going back really quickly to how do we get the funding, here's an opportunity for people to not only give physical dollars or equipment or whatever, but they can actually partake. Volunteers, I have put together the first swim exit handlers program here in Los Angeles, where I reached out to my triathlon and cycling community to learn how to help get these athletes out of the water after their swim, into their chairs or to their prosthetics. So they can actually be involved in, honestly, they can touch where their dollars go. They see it, even if they don't volunteer, they see it by the smile on that athlete's face, whether they're a child or they're an adult, whether they do it recreationally or they go into our pipeline and decide they want to compete on whatever level it is. Um, so This is to me, it's, it's, we're educating people. We're bringing into the world that just because someone looks a little bit different, doesn't mean they're not the same as you or I. And also, as I like to say to people, you know, the whole diversity and, you know, all this stuff going on. DEI diversity, you know, inclusion and, and um, equality. It's not just the color of your skin. Everybody thinks it's a black or an Asian or a white issue. It's not. It's so much more than that. And that's one of the other beautiful things about having UCLA as a partner. They're very much into this aspect and bringing more to their students that have disabilities.
0: Before we wrap this up, Deb, I want to give a shout out to your unbelievable parents for raising such a special daughter. May I do that? Wow. Wow unbelievable deb you, Unbelievable, yes bravo brad
2: and and if i can add just one last thing sure that unfortunately you know and Stu knew this i mean i lost my mother at a young age to cancer my father recently oh my um, died of pancreatic cancer and so my brother sister and i are very involved with mm-hmm. the Herschberg foundation and because you ask what i do for fun or craziness i always think of a new way to raise money for pancreatic cancer. And when I said I wasn't going to do anything with iron and man, when my dad at that point was a two and a half year survivor, I said, I can do a half iron man. And I did. And I turned it into a fundraiser. He came up, they made him a VIP. So he went from you're ruining your body to, oh my God, there you are. I'd hear this voice. You're looking good everywhere. And then this past November, a friend and I cycled from San Francisco to LA And I raise money for the Pancreatic Center at UCLA, the Hirshberg Center. So I do some fun things.
0: Your parents are cavelling in heaven. They're cavelling right now.
2: And I will tell you, Brad, my dad had died one of the first summers a couple years ago when I went to the training center with the kids. And I just felt something come over me that it was my dad saying – you are where you're supposed
1: to be. And it was just the best. That's it. it was, That's it. Yeah. Hey, it hey Deb. Elevate, I'm going to say it again. ElevateMultisport.com is the website for Deb Carabat and everything they do. We need to get you out there more. We're going to have you on again and bring on Mike Garofoli, your partner. Not Mike Garofoli, the guy's on NFL Network. Her <laughs> Mike Garofoli. <laughs> Hi, Mike Garofoli. he's
2: awesome he's amazing he brought wheelchair basketball and wheelchair tennis to ucla and he was um one of the original founders of angel city which is a different ball game that we're not affiliated with we're totally separate so
1: brad would you say this that the world had more dead carabets in it to be a lot less bullshit Uh,
0: it would be the best i i think deb Deb should run 2024 president yeah i'm voting i'm in I'm hey, wait, You want
2: to start my campaign? Let's
0: go. Let's
1: you know go. what our campaign would be? Everyone, the, uh, No cars. Everyone's on a bicycle and everyone gets a swimming pool free from the government. That's it. How'd you know? How'd you know? There you go. There yeah. go. You and I, baby. We got uh, the mono, mono. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being on Fat Fish. And you are one of the delights we've ever had on this show. Oh, thank, thank you, Stuart Samuels, for getting thank this young you. lady. And we will continue to blast out your pet. your everything that you guys are doing to, to help these people.
2: Great. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. I'll show you how to blow bubbles in your milk at the deli. Okay.
1: Oh, really? I don't that. tell him that.
0: Continue all the good stuff you do. We'll see you Thank on the show. You. Thank you guys. Time. Thank you. Stay safe.
2: Thanks so much. Talk
0: Bye soon. Again. Bye. Bye. Guys. She's cute. Man, you're still on. Still- oh.
1: <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker. Match make match. match. Are you married? What? Do you How? have a boyfriend? Look at Brad. But Brad's going to leave the stuff. show early. Quiet. I, I,
0: I talk a lot. but Brad's going to leave the show much.
1: early, Deb. So I know you're still watching.
0: And he's going to hit the gym in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> then get on my bike. Hey, buddy. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, that was great. I got to ask
1: you a question, but go on. I want to take it. Yeah, what you going to say. Uh,
0: great way to start uh, the new week. Uh, feel good. Deb, uh, you know, just a lot of great energy, you know? Synergy with all three of us. But can you imagine all the things that she does? Well, not only
1: that, it's all about helping people. And then she talks about her dad dying. And then she does uh-huh. the, the ride from San Francisco to L.A., which you and I can never do. Yeah. And I'm in good shape. But that passion... And she said she's in, she's in your world, the entertainment world, and goes into this. Yeah. That's a circle, man. That's a full circle of helping. She's she's out there helping the community. And and what a wonderful story. I'm glad that we, we got her on the show. But my man, Brad Grumberg, okay, there's Weekend at Bernie's, and then there's Weeks in Vegas. And Brad started his week in Vegas with me at Chuck's <laughs> Tavern on Wednesday night. And he comes in with a very beautiful woman and they eat their, uh, their ceviche and all that stuff. And then I'm going to let him tell. He, he had a week. There, there's Brad on Wednesday night with me. That's oh, how it started. The
0: literally. best.
1: I don't think you average. slept for five days because you left my bar about two o'clock in the morning and you had a great time. And get, get, I'm going to let you go, man, because I'll tell you I, what he did. He I went, had to show, went to show. went to
0: Orlando. He went to Strip Club. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you were going to stop talking. First okay. of all... <laughs> Having you, watching you do your thing at Shuck Tavern, it was a great way to start my trip. So last Wednesday, I flew in, came to see you that night. Uh, my girl, Kathy, uh, we had a great time chopping it up, drinks, great, just great atmosphere. Of course, I was going up Thank to everybody you. in the bar telling them uh, we need a new bartender. Uh, you know, and uh, the guy can't stop talking. But then, uh, yeah, the next day, I, would um, would see, that was uh, Wednesday. And then Thursday, I went to see my friend Jeffy Zell. He is a magician, one of the best at the Magic Castle. He has a show at the, uh, uh, the Magic Theater, which is uh, near Pawn Stars. You know that show? It's sure, around, yeah. Uh, downtown and uh, the small room. It, it's so funny because he does everything. He'll greet you at the door. He's the snack bar guy. Uh, He shows you to your your seat and he performs and he does it seamlessly. Thank you, Jeff Zell. I had the best time. Um, And then, uh, you know, the big Friday night was uh, me and Tony Orlando. Uh, VIP. Tony is retiring next year after 65 years in entertainment. And this guy gave me the great quote. Ready for this? He said... Brad I can still hit the ball but I just can't run the bases. And he wants to retire on top and he's going to do that at the Mohican Sun in Connecticut next year. Maybe we'll fly out do our show from there with Tony. But Tony is has a memory like un, I mean it's 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 like a moment in time when you're with him when he tells you a story you he takes you back to that moment. He knows He's Sammy Davis. He told great stories. And I got to go back into the dressing room after and uh, chop it up with him and Will Forte and uh, a great actor you know, he was on SNL. Such a nice yes. name. We, we, we spoke uh, about Adam Sandler because we were all in uh, That's My Boy, the movie. And it was so much fun. And we're telling Adam Sandler stories and just great. And then uh, after that, on uh, Saturday night, I went uh, saw my brother, my baby brother, Greg Grunberg, who's a great actor and a great musician uh, at the Star Trek convention. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, my. George Takei, They're all there. And my brother was the band, his band, the Action Figures Band, got to play. And uh, I could kind of to culminate the, the weekend, it was a four-day event. And I love the Trekkies, man. The Trekkies are very unique people. And uh, I got to sing on stage with my brother. He brought me up and we sang bad, bad Leroy Brown, the baddest man in the old town. You know, it was great. Little Chicago song we all know from Jim Croce. And we had a fantastic time. I mean, just hanging out with my brother, watching him just run the show and play his drums was something I'll never forget. And then ah, Sunday, my last day. I went to Wet Republic. A shout out to Vanessa Saros and John Orlando for making it happen. I got a cabana. Oh, boy. I told my birthday is in November, but they closed for the season in October. So I just said, today's my birthday. And Fish, I'm going to send you some stuff for a future show, what they did to me. I mean, this pool, I mean, you know how hot I am, right? Brad, Brad Pitt. I have better abs than Brad Pitt. You want to see him? Sure. Um, hmm. Take your shirt off, Big Shot. Yeah, Here's my abs. yeah. look at this. There it oh, is. Oh, look at that. Okay.
1: Oh, my
0: God. I've been working out. I went to McDonald's and uh, Chick-fil-A. So, <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> Lisa <laughs> me the best time. And I was a VIP. I mean, we had the best cabana and the girls and Oh, what they did to me and they abused me. It was so much fun. And Gio was there and Travis, the uh, the uh, Hebrew, Hebrew hammer, he did a dance. These guys work with John, uh, John Orlando at his podcast studio. And George was there with his girlfriend. And Travis was there. And of course, I had a lot of girlfriends, if you know what I mean. Look at me. Um, but it was so much fun. It was a great way to end my trip. And it was a weekend I'll never, a week I'll never forget. Okay, you left out a couple of keys. Oh, oh well, the and, one. Wait, 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 wait! I'm, I'm going to submit. First okay. of all, that you, you come to Vegas, you're a
1: good-looking young man with the with the, what the, is the this body. Man? I'm very young. What are you? Talking yeah, about? with 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 the Brad Pitt abs. Is it true <laughs> for our East Coast audience that the only time you got laid in Vegas was at the Star Trek convention and it was with the Klingon?
0: <laughs> because yes, we we snuck away. We stuck away uh, to the William Shatner suite, and oh. uh, we we made love all night. Uh, yeah, well, fun.
1: because you act as
0: good as William Shatner, so I, <laughs> might as well.
1: And then a, a, one little one little item you left out was there's some great pictures of you in some of the famous strip clubs here in Las Vegas with our own friend of the show, John Hyatt. You said he's a king. I love it when I see a picture of you, and I'm not going to put it on there. And a girl's got her mammary glands in your face, and you got a twenty dollar buildup. That is a perfect do you that that is a i'm all great- about
0: charity work and you know <laughs> same kind of charity work. but i will tell you a story i i did i went to three clubs the palomino with john hyatt i did the circuit then i went to honey's this new strip club and then i ended up at the rhino but i ask every girl you know they come up to you a oh, hi honey you're so beautiful you Great looking guy, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to go in the champagne room for $1,500? You want a $500 dance in the VIP? I go, listen, girls, I'll give you anything you want. But the only thing that I need, I need to kiss you while you're dancing for me. I need some Mac Daddy kisses. 10, girls, I asked. 10 up, 10 down. Here's their face. I go, why can't you kiss me? I, I don't understand this. Your hand will be down my pants. Uh, you'll be doing different things and you can't kiss me. What's this world coming to, fish? I just want a little kiss.
1: You're a passionate man. And now that they've seen your abs, when you come yes. back to Vegas, forget there'll be there'll be 50 girls lining up for you. You have to admit though, because I know you want to retire here, open up maybe a nightclub in the future. The town is really, really bustling, and it's a it, you know, you right now, you are a great tourist. Um Basically, you are looking for the greatest Las Vegas authority in talking about tourism. You did everything. You went to shows. You went to strip clubs. You went to bars. You ate the cuisine here. I mean, I mean, how much did you tip? How much did you tip room service? Because I could only imagine what your bed looked like.
0: (laughs) Didn't have room service. I stayed at the Virgin. Great hotel. Very small, clean perfect for you you know all these casinos you gotta keep walking and walking and walking but i really had a great time uh the virgin was great to me um you were great to me everybody was great to me vegas is a place of destination people you want to go and have a good time there's there's nothing you can't do and there's nothing you can't see you just have to know the right people and i do eric the fish snyder um, oh, I'm not the
1: right people. I no, just happen I, to be I, in a
0: bar. You know, yeah. John Orlando is uh, so dialed in; it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, was, I saw I saw a video of him, and he had a drummer
1: go out there. His drummer came on stage with him and started playing like uh, I don't know what it was, like a like a it looked like a, a metal oh, contraption, so and you it was Tony just.
0: Orland. No, John's his son. You mean Tony Orlando? Tony Orlando.
1: When you went to see Tony Orlando, there's a yeah. video
0: of him on YouTube. Go, oh, and his
1: yeah. drummer comes out behind a, the the traps, and he's playing this on the sticks in front of Tony. Just on a, on a metal thing, and, and Tony is amazed by it. It's amazing how great Tony Orlando, and we had him on the show, one of our first podcasts together, his voice. You said 65 years in the business? I remember Candida and entire ribbon around the old oak
0: tree, and you're telling me he still sounds the same. Sounds the same. And by the way, that drummer is named Tim Pope, and when I was backstage after the show, I asked him, you're going to come on my podcast. He has incredible stories about Tony and all the other bands that he played with, he had been playing with Tony for forty years. Great guy, man. And you know what he was? You know what he was drumming on? Tony's stool. That's he what it was. A, a stool. stool, man.
1: Yeah, I'm an idiot. It's a and stool. That's yeah. trying to go. Oh my god! I mean, I've seen guys do that. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I'm glad. I'm glad you you. Uh, I, I really you visited am. our fine city, and uh, you know, I know you had a good time, and you blast everything on Instagram and Twitter and and, and social media. But you live your life, and like our guest before, Deb Carabet, living your life is the main thing about fat fish.
0: We're fat for fish and life, and that's part of it. Look at this meme. Go ahead. Wait, before you show the meme, I want to tell everybody this. The reason I went to Vegas was for some business. Wink, wink, right? And I had those meetings, but I wanted to celebrate myself because – Just recently, I decided to get rid of all the people in my life. The shit, the toxicity, the negativity, the jealousy, the bitterness. I got all these people out of my life, and I feel so much better. Please, everybody, get people out of your life that bring you down. You don't need it. I'm telling you, I did it. I I never thought I could do it, fish, but I did it. And by the way, you made the cut. Yeah, I, I yeah, imagine. Right. You know, I, I'm 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 safe in my
1: skin. I'm I'm in therapy for anger management. Have been. It's not like it used to be. I? And, and, and you know, with the recent stuff that happened to me in my life, with major deaths, get toxic. Get people that bring you down out of your life and your social circle. Get them out. Yeah. Get them out because this is the big cliche, and we talk about it too. on fat fish. Every you know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So make sure. tomorrow hanging out with someone you like and have people like dead carabin on your show and I, I don't want to sit there and be the preacher but i i've done the same thing i think you learn to do that when you hit your 60s it's like you know what i want to i want to go out with less drama and that's what it's oh, about
0: amen yeah, think about
1: this this this, yeah. this is one of my favorite we we have a kid that works at uh you call him little fart it works at chucks he's on a show called um cobra kai yeah and i did a little research on him because he told me what a great guy william zack is you remember william zack from Oh. The Karate Kid, and he was a jerk off and back to school. Yeah. But like Garrett, He loves to play that. He's a con- oh, he can man. play Bach. He, he plays the violin. It, oh. It'd be like, so uh, why I saw, thought about that is I watched a video of Greg Grunberg playing the drums. A great actor. He's a great drummer. Some of the passions that some of you, I mean, Brad, you have a, other passions. And now I know when we get off the show, you're going to start working out for Deb Carabet. But look at this guy. That's that. I mean, he, he's playing Bach.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: He he's is... a concerto. He's a Bach uh, violinist. All right. Hey, I'm excited. First of all, shout out to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is is, co- is uh, coaching the um, World Cup basketball team, and they're crushing it right now. Yep. Steve Kerr is one of Brad's great friends. You know him as a coach of the Golden State Warriors. So we'll watch that football season started. Hard Knocks on HBO starts tonight. I don't know if Brad's going to watch it to, the, to Jets because Brad's the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Great guy. Great human being. Let me. This is a game I went to in 1980. This is 1985 playoffs. Matt Millen right there. That's Matt Millen, the oh. linebacker, of the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders are 14-1, and one, and they lose in the first round of the playoffs to the New England Patriots. That's the owner of the Patriots, Pat Sullivan, oh, giving God. Matt Millen shit. And Matt Millen knocks him out on the field. I mean, I remember I do, watching that from sure. the stands. I'm distraught because the Raiders lost. But I said, "What the hell's going on?" But and you see Matt Millen kind of oh, headlock, bam,
0: a oh, left cross he knocks left out cross. an
1: owner. Let's last meme because I'm always into I know, you, you love know the me. entertainment world because of this me. guy who's been in 120 things. Read this, Brad, and out of the top of your head, tell me, and I'll give you mine.
0: The movie that traumatized me the most as a child was. Um, Mm, that's very interesting. Kramer versus Kramer. Really, I, 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 really felt for the. Yeah, I felt for the little kid. Yeah, I did. How about you?
1: Well, I, I'm or going. Schindler, right, Schindler's or Schindler's I, I, I'll List. I'll tell you. Well, Schindler's List was another one, but I'll tell you the one to two that really got me on a scary level. Carrie was sissy SpaceX.
0: Uh, when that
1: hand came out at the end, I'm 16. You know, <laughs> I'm a pussy at the time, and I'm a pussy now. I couldn't. I couldn't still, you're I could still, still a, pussy. For
0: a week. Yeah, you're still. Pussy. Yeah.
1: The actor, but one that really got me that I still cried to this day, there was a, um, and I can't think of the name of it. It's it's um, ordinary people with Timothy Hodney oh, yeah. Keepers, and uh, um, Doug uh, Sutherland. God damn it! What's the, what's the dad's name? Oh, Keeper I, Sutherland's I, dad, Donald I'm, Sutherland, and Mary Sutherland. Moore. Right, right. And at the end, when if you haven't seen the film, it's a touching film about a kid that's traumatized because he has to witness his brother dying on a boating accident. And Mary Todd Moore can't deal with it and treats him like shit. And Donald Sutherland always has his back. And the last thing you see in that movie, if there's not a dry eye, then you have no emotions whatsoever. So that, yeah. those two films.
0: Those are great. Also, um, when Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, you know, when Tom Hanks got uh, AIDS. Oh, man. oh
1: Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: Philadelphia. Wow. That performance by Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. Now, no. Another Tom
1: Hanks movie that I lost it was yeah. Saving Private Ryan. When when uh, he
0: pulls Matt Damon and goes
1: earnest, and then you fast forward, you see the Matt Damon's character visiting Normandy and seeing his the Captain Miller's plot. He breaks down, and tells his wife that I live a good life, and you just know what people went through. And that's another thing I want to get to in, in our audience. Oh, by the way, I, that- in,
0: in Saving Private Ryan, I got to give a shout out. We we lost him recently, Tom Sizemore. He, an Academy Award performance, and I got to work with him for a short time. I'm telling you, he was he was a character. He had a lot of uh, flaws, but he was down deep a very good person and an incredible actor. I mean, this oh, guy, oh he delivered every time. Yeah, he was he was a he was a hero in that. He, you know, here's
1: a guy, Tom Sizemore. We'll segue. We just chop it up. Yeah, I mean, you think about that character, and he was a hero in that. He was just a great, great sergeant to Tom Hanks captain status but the one that the one the two the one film that really shows Tom Sizemore to me that was just incredible was um the one with Woody Harrelson and Juliet Lewis that, that there were the uh, natural born killers oh, boy. when he played the crazy cop oh my god he was phenomenal
0: he's great in everything you know we we are talking about you Tommy really yeah. we, 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 Well, we he was 62 we left uh, he left us and he left us too soon. He had a lot more to do and a lot more to say and a lot more performance. And go
1: out, you know, go out and see Tony Orlando because, you know, when you lose, we just yeah. lost
0: Tony Bennett.
1: And right. I used to, I'm a big Tony Bennett fan and saw him in concert in the 90s, 2000s. Right. I, get, I haven't seen him in the last 25 years, but there's a man, I know he's 96 years old. That's a full life. But the, the legends in our life, like Orlando, that are still going on. Go see them because yeah. they're a yeah. good part of our past and I can feel the dreams. It's what was great back then. It could be great again. And people like that inspire.
0: Um, last year, Yeah, last year I would to see Tom Jones with my friend Mark Sanderson yeah. for his birthday. Oh, my. I never seen Tom Jones. Oh, my goodness. At the YouTube theater in Los Angeles next to SoFi. Incredible venue. You should check it out. Really great. And Tom Jones, he brought it. I mean, this guy's 82 years old. Bringing it. Like when he was a young kid, oh, I love that. That's what. I did you throw your underwear on stage? That my mother did. Rest in peace. My
1: mother I, saw I, I, I threw my bra
0: on stage. Yeah.
1: Well, that yeah your <laughs> underwear could be a tent for this guy. Probably used it as a <laughs> probably used it as a as a shawl. <laughs> like hey, Brad, uh, on the sports circuit, um, that's my name. Are, are you following up with the Dodgers? Doing the Dodgers are really stepping there up. Mookie is. Betts is on fire right now. I love him. He's
0: my favorite Dodger. I know you're that you're. The Culture, yeah, of the LA Dodgers, sports team. they are really yeah. gelling. I, 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 the Dodgers are gelling, they, and they all they You know what's great about the Dodgers? They all are like a little family. These guys like brothers. They bust each other. They make fun of each other. There's no drama in the clubhouse, which is fantastic, no. and that shows on the field. And they just—they—they they, they just wipe the—they wipe the Padres clean. I mean, you know what's mm-hmm. amazing about the Padres? All that money, all those great players nothing nothing i mean it's crazy i i think it starts in the locker room you know you know that's the great thing about steve kerr even though they had all that drama in the locker room with jordan and uh draymond he still got the job done you know they made it in the playoffs and you know they made it for but it's it's amazing that people know the chemistry is so important in sports it really is because you can fake it to make it but i'll tell you it it shows its ugly head when you least expect it, don't you think, Fish? Yeah, well, for
1: the biggest oh, – absolutely. Most of the thing, things you say I agree with, especially when you say I'm picking up the check at the deli. I agree with that. <laughs> um, four of the biggest payrolls in baseball right now are the New York Mets, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, and you just mentioned the San Diego Padres, and all four are probably not going to make the playoffs, which I've always advocated for a salary cap in all sports. Baseball doesn't have one, but you're right. The Dodgers, whoever the Dodgers got this new kid named James Altman. My, my oh. wife. He's gorgeous. They bring Freddie Freeman in from the Braves. Everyone adapts to the Dodgers. I know Dave Roberts has won world series and was in a short and COVID year in 2020, but this team's going to the playoffs again. And I think it should be mentioned that they're, they're the blueprint for an organization, like you said, that has fun wins and it, it's 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 it should be mentioned. Um, football season starts. I want to say I one thing. About sports with John yeah, Artisan.
0: Wait before you start. I want to say one thing. And look at Clayton Kershaw. Two point one two ERA. Well, how old is this guy? 36, 36. I mean, it's, uh, I'm telling you, the culture of the Dodgers is. That's why they're the Dodgers, the great Dodgers. And that's it. And you know, you think
1: about L.A. L.A. is one of the you know big cities. You think about what dominates. Baseball is the number one sport in baseball in uh, Boston and New York. Chicago, it's baseball with the Cubs. L.A., it's not the Rams or the Chargers. It's the Lakers and it's the Dodgers and always has been. And USC football and UCLA basketball. And I'll argue that. You can come on our podcast and argue that with Brad and I that both grew up there. That's it. You know, yeah. The Rams won the Super Bowl co- two years ago and they have 40,000 Bills fans in for their home opener. But the Dodgers just – I asked you this before. And I'll ask you this again. We got nine minutes to chop it up. In my life living in Los Angeles, there was no bigger sports icons than John Wooden. But this guy was number one. And that was Vin Scully. And oh. if, you, if you ask your dad, Jerry yeah. who's 91 years old, he'll have memories of Vin Scully when your dad was in his
0: 30s. There's you two. Know? Right, there's two. There's two. Vin Scully and Chick Hearn. Chick, Chick- Hearn. Hearn. Yeah, I'm telling you, different sports, but two like two brother icons. Oh. I mean. When you hear Chickie call a game, come on now. All these things, you know, it's in the refrigerator, the butter's getting hard, the jello's jiggling, you know. Uh, No, I'll tell you, and Vinny was, I mean, it's Uh, time for Dodger baseball. I mean, these guys will live forever. That's what I love.
1: They don't make them like that anymore. The only thing about Chick Kearney is too much of a homer. He he was just a homer. Vin had a little bit of uh, anti-look. He loved the Dodgers, but... He would really appreciate a play from the from the other team. I, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. I remember him talking to my brothers about this that the Lakers are in 1971 are playing the You remember the back then it was the the um it was the Washington Bullets and they had two great players, Elvin Hayes and Wes Unseld. Wes Unseld. And in the first quarter, the Lakers are down 32 to 7. I'll never forget. I'm 11 years old wow. and her here's hern calling the play. You know, <laughs> he goes, "Rebound by Unseld." He throws it the length of the court. Delvin Hayes, he stuffs the basketball. Just blow the Lakers out like that. He got so pissed off. Oh, I they, love it. I love they it. They called a timeout, and at the time, Keith Erickson was the was the other uh, the guy the analyst. The
0: color guy. Remember Keith Erickson? Yeah, he goes course. take it easy, chick. Now the Lakers stink tonight. It's, it was great. You know that's what I love. You you tell the truth, good or bad, right? Kind of like on this show. Anyway, um, but no fish. How was your week? How was your weekend? Uh, how was. Uh... Shucks I up. you know I had I had a lot of grandfather time with my granddaughter
1: kind of compared oh, to you. That's I, I'm more domesticated, but I you know when she when she says you know, uh, I, I I'm Poppy, and you hear the kids say Poppy for the first time. What went, yeah. went to lunch with my granddaughter, and then Sunday went swimming. My I'm in my pool a lot, and you know I'm 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 trying to catch up to Deb Carabett and her people, but I, <laughs> a lot a lot of relaxation,
0: a lot of reading. How come a lot I not really uh, meditation? I got you know? a phone to pick with you. I come to town. Let me come over to the house. See the family. Vic, your Wasn't beautiful there. wife who told Matt, me. Matt, Max, wait a minute. Stop. Wait You're a minute. I know, I know stop, Matt was, Max was out now. of town. No, wait sorry. a minute. Hold every time out. I'm talking now. Then you you can finish the show. Come on over to the house. Have a bagel and cream cheese. I don't need it. Anymore. with was Vicky and I by the pool. Let's chop it up. Your family, Brad. Oh, I love you and all this stuff. How many more fucking times do I have to come to Las Vegas with your excuses? Come on now, baby. I love I, you. I, I can't I afford you. Number
1: one, number two. <laughs> wife, <laughs> wife is in, in. I didn't see my wife all weekend. She school started on Monday in Clark County. So she's a school teacher, okay. so she was there twelve hours a day. My son, who loves you, and you love him, I do. Went on a on a golfing excursion with his buddies in Colorado. So I'm with my 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 daughter-in-law and my um granddaughter was 15 months and i don't want her looking at you i don't want her thinking the thing that the first thing is the whale of brendan frazier i don't want you have to imply you're, impressions you're, on. Wait, you don't want her looking at me no <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to teach her how to swim we don't need you jumping in and causing tidal waves in the pool you know a, you're always welcome at the house but I, I, i'm gonna i'm going back i'm gonna double down on that i've been to la four times this year two for funerals or something like that or and a, and a wedding Have you ever? You don't allow me around your family. I
0: ask you, no, but with the funerals, come on. You you your family. Hey, fish, if you get a chance,
1: come over. Uh, I know you're in this side of town.
0: I don't even call you by your real name. The guy who I do a podcast with, you know, you're an embarrassment. But anyway, um, (laughs) at least you're honest. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, please, you know, come on now. Look at you. No, but I'll tell you something. Um, you know, we might be doing some business together. We're not going to say anything, but it would be incredible to open a, something with you and somebody else that we love. And just really just, I mean, it, it would be a great experience. I know from uh, soup to nuts. It will, cause we are all nuts. All three of us are nuts. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens. But um, you know, people put, you know, some people put down Vegas, they think that Vegas is just the strip. No, no, no. There's a town. I mean, there's schools there. I mean, people are living their lives. The Strip is just right in the middle, you know, and uh, it's a great town. I mean, I'm telling you, it was and it was hot, but not that hot, which is good. I was. Hot. Well,
1: you're, you're on vacation. And right. I always yeah. tell people everyone. You talk to people. I still talk to people and they think we all live live or on the Strip. I said, no, we have Little Leagues. We yeah. have PTA boards. We have movie theaters and supermarkets <laughs> yeah. and we have all kinds of pickleball contests outside of Vegas. I live 35 minutes. from Well, about 30 minutes from the Strip.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, I want to yeah. end, end with something. I want to talk about something. So, um, when I come into town, I have my my guy, my driver, but he's my my dear friend, Jason the Bloomer. Uh, um, uh, I mean, they call him a bloomer. Jason the Bloomer Bloom, okay? They call him Teddy Vegas. He's been uh, driving a cab and Uber for 25, 27 years. He takes me by this racetrack thing, okay? I don't understand. So they're building this monstrosity in the middle of the strip here, off the strip, for this race car, uh, the Formula One uh, event next year. No,
1: okay. this year, Oh, it's November. Year. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? Can you tell me a car drives by fifty, and you're in a hotel room, somebody told me $1,500 to, to look down at the cars. Who the fuck cares? What is going on in this world? All this, it, it, it's it, this town's blowing up with the sphere opening up with
1: you yeah. two having a residency. Forget the Formula One, which is going to be a clusterfuck just getting down to the strip. It's huge for this city, and you know what's even huger? The Super Bowl's here. This, I mean, this season afterwards, oh, right. for two weeks, I'm getting you up for the Super Bowl. You can stay at my house because there's nowhere no. to stay just to go through all the no. Come on, you know, Brad. You're, you're gonna, if you're gonna live with in my world, you're gonna have to live a little football. I know you like the NBA, uh-huh. but. The Hall of Fame game had a better rating. With that, yeah. and Rogers didn't even played the most NBA games in the playoffs. Did last year. Really? Face it. Uh, we're a football, football. nation, buddy, yeah. and you get it, you better jump on. And guess what? Yeah. Football games have better concession stands than the NBA. Are you know.
0: You? Oh, uh, well, I'm going to a game with uh Joe Joe Cobb. Copp. Joe Cop's coming to town to visit his beautiful daughter Catherine that I have a crush on, and uh, we're gonna go to the um Ray uh Ram. Uh, Pittsburgh Steeler game at SoFi in October. Nice. So He'll uh, enjoy that big time, man. That, that, that's a great stadium. I've never been there, but I heard it's a great venue. Yeah, I've never and, been. Uh, I'm going to go for the first time, and my nephew, Justin Holvey, yeah. works for the Rams. He's uh, back for his third season with the Rams. So it's <laughs> going to be a love fest uh, in October for me.
1: Sure. Just real shout-out to Shucks Tavern. We're doing a last man standing contest there, and it's blowing up. And we have a $50 board this year. And we're almost we're you know we're, we uh, we there's 50 people that can get in the $20 board, and we already signed up 28 people already. I don't know what's I've been gone a couple of days. I'm off. We have a $50 board. It's the fourth year we've done it. It's the most fun contest you could ever do. Get involved in Chuck's Tavern. We'll do it another 10 years or five years that I'm there. And uh, I might I might put a uh, a fat fish on there and have a have a entry for this guy. And we'll we'll make a pick every week. If we win it, if we win the contest brad and i will give our our uh winnings to charity
0: perfect and get us out little, of here i gotta go because grubhub just got here i'm brad johnny cocktails aka snacks grunberg and that is eric the fish snyder we'll see you Thank you, you deb carabin thank you deb that was unbelievable we'll see you again on the show and we'll see you next time on fat fish thanks